It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Uh, you can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Uh, the first episode came out, I think it was, yeah, early last week or late last yeah, week. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, John Owning came in hot with a, a, a bunch of really strong takes. He's in mid-season form. Uh, I really enjoyed it. So make sure that you guys go ahead and check that out. Landon, you've been at training camp the last couple of days. Are you holding up? Or are you having fun? I'm I'm very – I mean, Marcus and I are of the same complexion, right? We're basically both see-through white, right? <laughs> so uh, as Marcus can attest, I'm sure if he was out in the sun for three He's straight bacon. days, I, I, I'm, I'm like red like a lobster. So uh, uh, I'm not burnt, which is nice, uh, but uh, I definitely uh, have some color to me in places that I, I normally have zero color. So, nice. uh, But yeah, I'm, I'm holding up. I'm, I haven't uh, passed out uh, from the uh, sweltering 70-degree uh, heat yet. My goodness. I don't know how you stand it. but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So coming up on today's show, we review the Cowboys about first half week of practice. Uh, they've only had two full days of pads, uh, a, a lot of walkthroughs. But, uh, Landon, you've been out there for, I think, every single one of them so far, correct? Have you I'm missed any? I'm trying to think. I, I, I think uh, yeah, I think I've been to every single open practice so far, yeah. Okay. I, I've definitely been to four of them, if, if that's right. So it's two un, uh, unpadded and two padded practices. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all. All right, so we're going to run through a bunch of different players and just try to give you guys updates on what Landon's been seeing, you know, kind of some of the stuff that we've seen on Twitter. Uh, but before we do that, um, I just want you to talk, Landon, a bit about the intensity at practice. Do you feel like this is one of uh, Jason Garrett's tougher practices so far? I know that we're only through, you know, a, a week of practices, but just kind of give us your overall feel uh, of what it's like out there in Oxnard. Yeah, I mean, I got to say that the, the one thing that, seemed different noticeably from the tempo is that it felt like in previous years when the pads came on that it's like a like the first day it takes them a while to kind of get it going you know like mm-hmm. like like everyone's kind of timid a little bit and i mean not that they're not ready to to hit each other but it's it doesn't necessarily get to a popping level uh as quickly as it, as i felt like it did this year um, I feel like uh, I, I feel like it, it's really you know as soon as the pads came on they they definitely were uh, were popping each other pretty good immediately um, and and it feels like a, a lot of this may have to do with uh, you know Chris Richard is as uh, just based on what I've seen kind of put a new renewed emphasis on on tackling um, you know we saw him really working the the they did a whole specific drill 
where he was teaching uh, uh, tackling methods and, and actually using himself as a tackling dummy at times. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, and, and, not, and not just himself, but those poor coaches' interns. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so I, I think that, you know, the, as far as that goes, like, uh, there seems to be an uptick on um, the kind of, you know, running around and hitting and, and excitement level. And I, and I have to just attribute that to, like I said, Richard kind of, you know, getting tackling going early and, and kind of setting the tone, at least for his defensive backs. And, and also, on top of that, uh, you know, just this being a young team. You know, I think this is a, a team that is – was, has really, really been looking forward to getting the pads on and, 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 and you know, popping each other. Now, I want to go back to Chris Richard real quick. Um, I, I know a lot of people think of him as, you know, the defensive back coach, but he's really the passing game coordinator. Uh, do you see him, you know, working with the linebackers frequently and working with their drops, and uh, or is he really just a defensive back coach here in Dallas? Uh, no, no, he, he, he definitely um, – you know, look, as they describe the position is kind of what I've seen on the field where, uh, you know, if it's if it's it, it, it depends. So first of all, let me take a step back. For those of you that aren't aware, usually the way these practices work is that each day they kind of have a set script on what the entire team is working on. So like. Like they'll have like I, I'm pretty sure the first and they don't tell us what it is, but you kind of can figure out like I'm pretty sure the first padded practice day was base, you know, base okay. offense, base defense, uh, uh, you know. So when they do that, like let's say they're doing a front seven run fits drill, right? Like he's not involved with the linebackers there, but when they do a back seven. Um, you know, drops drill where they're where they're coordinating how the spacing and in, in, in zone drops when they're uh, coordinating like how to pass off players in in man situations. Uh, we saw that we saw that when it became the back seven, uh, practicing those drops, practicing the passing off, you know, practicing just general pass defense for the back seven. That it was Chris Richard running the show, and then that's when he had uh, that's when all the defensive linemen were down with Marinelli getting their butts kicked. So, um, uh, you know, that's, uh, by Marinelli, I mean, <laughs> uh, right. But that's, that, so that's basically how that seemed to work out is that it's not that he's, you know, the pseudo linebackers coach as well, full time, but when it's time to discuss, uh, the passing game on defense, that that's basically the delineation of duties is that everyone with their hands, hands on the ground goes to Marinelli. Everybody else goes to Christmas sharp. All right, so we were going to start this podcast talking about the offense, but because we're talking about Richard Marinelli, uh, let's kind of work from the defense and we'll go back to the offense. Uh, it sounds like, from all reports, Chidobi Ouzie has been one of the stars of training camp. Uh, I know Charles Robinson of uh, Yahoo Sports was talking about that the hype on Cheeto is real uh, and that he could be a star very soon. Uh, we've seen some cool clips on Twitter. I also saw a nice little uh, a video of Beasley beating Cheeto. So talk to us a little bit about what you have seen from Awuzie in this camp and uh, are you excited about what he could potentially do under Richard this year? Yeah, and, and let me, real quick, because I feel like this is something that's really important, especially when, as you're watching these videos, to provide a little bit of context on that yes, stuff. Yes, please, 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 because the, these one-on-one drills, I, I, every time it, on Twitter people freak out about these drills. Well, and, 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 and no matter whether you're talking about OL versus DL or uh, the, the wide receivers versus DBs, each one of them is it's not an equal competition. 
I mean, these DBs are at an intense, intense disadvantage. So, thereby, you know, on the flip side, when they win, when they knock the ball away, or, good Lord, if they get an interception, like, that's incredible. Like, that's a really, really positive sign for the defensive backs. If they if they lose and they're just, you know, on – they're still kind of in the hip pocket on the guy, that's still very good because, again – you have to understand that when they're doing these compete drills, especially with the wide receiver versus DBs, there's no time limit. There's no pass rush. No one's counting one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and then rushing these guys. There's no obviously no you know defensive line rush happening. Uh, the quarterback has as long as he wants, and the wide receiver can make as many moves as he wants. And there's no help in the middle of the field. There's you know there's none of the other normal things that the, the defensive gets the you know in game. So. Just keep that in mind that, that you know when you see and so I've seen a lot of people talk about Anthony Brown getting burnt and toasted. And all. Look, Anthony Brown's been playing in the slot, and, and, and so everything that I just said double that for the slot because now they also on top of that have a two way go. So uh, uh, I, I just I, I caution that you make sure you put context on what you're seeing. So, but again, in light of that, when Byron Jones gets taken vertical and, and is able to keep up hip hip for hip and make a diving swat on the end zone uh, in a one-on-one drill, that's insanely impressive. You know, that like that's 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 a really good sign. And and I know we started talking about Chidobe and, and, and that sort of thing because uh, it, it really, if you want to talk to me about the most impressive corner I've seen so far, it's been Byron Jones. Yes, I mean, and I like, want to talk about I, Byron too. I, I, I mean, I, I've seen Chidobe like, look, I've seen Chidobe d- definitely do some things. He looks great uh, moving around there. Uh, you know, he, he 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 himself got turned around, turnstiled by Beasley on the the one on ones because again, like Beasley is built for this kind of like thing. Like no one should have to should have to go against Beasley. It's it's completely unfair, frankly, and it, but especially for a guy like. Uh, you know, Cheeto, who is six foot, two hundred pounds, like he did, made an uh, an admirable job staying with him. But again, like he's at such a natural disadvantage in this drill that it's it's tough to get an evaluation of how a defensive back is doing in this drill unless he does something positive, because then it's really positive. So I just want to make sure we we gave that level of context to what was going on there. Yeah, so Byron is kind of the guy that I, I've i really, really been excited to watch the last couple of days in practice. I saw that he had the beautiful pass breakup. It, it seems like his technique is is getting is getting better. Um, you know, I, I've, I'm really, really excited to, to see what he could do once the, the games start uh, to to get here. So let's talk a little bit about the linebackers. Well, real uh, quick, Sean, just, yeah, go ahead. Real quick on Byron. Just, the one thing that was so impressive to me is I, I felt like Byron was going to get better because of the techniques they're going to use obviously fit his, his skill set a little bit better. But that interception that he got, I mean, I don't know that, I don't know what the video was that was going on around. Like I, I, I'm glad that people got to see it obviously, but I was like literally on the fence right there when it happened. And, and the best part about that whole thing to me was that this was, Byron had his back to the quarterback the whole time. And that's where, like, that's where I felt like I had concerns with him on the outside in man coverage is, is he a guy that's going to be able to turn his back to the, the quarterback and then be able to sense it enough and turn around and make that kind of play? And and I think that's why I think that's why there was that level of excitement by him and by Chris Bouchard after it happened is because uh, that I think that showed that he's he's come a long way 
very quickly uh, in his move back to cornerback. And that's that's why I'm excited about Byron is because I thought that – I I was afraid that this might become of a process and then he would just you know eventually get back into it. But it seems like he's really kind of been on an accelerated course and is really uh, – is already making a lot of plays out there from the cornerback spot. All right, let's move on to the linebackers. Uh, Sean Lee, kind of in and out of you know practices, trying to keep him fresh for when the season starts. Jalen Smith. Uh, last year, we had some videos out there that who? Really, uh, yeah, yeah, people that got really real nervous about Jalen last year in training camp, <laughs> including myself. I I remember the one day there was like uh, you know one drill that they were doing and people really started to freak out. Uh, people, this year, huh? to people. I, I don't know who I'm referring to. People, including myself. Um, okay, there you go. Talk to us about what Jalen's been doing at camp. I know, again, I'm going to mention Charles Robinson again. Uh, he said that Jalen is at 100%. We don't need to ask anymore. Uh, but I'm going to ask you, what do you think of uh, Jalen so far through camp? You know, I, I I don't really know what to tell people anymore. It's like, I, I, I you know, first of all, I watched Brian Broadus kind of shake his head no when, when asked if he was 100%. Um, but... Almost every other person that has seen him has said yes. Yeah. So I, I don't I, I don't know what to say. Uh, to me, I watched the guy do uh, the change of direction drill where they basically point the football and you sh- you know go back and forth and react to that. I, I told everyone in, in the, and, you know, I told you I'm pretty sure too that that I watched him kick Damian Wilson's butt in that drill the first day here. Like I mean, yeah. just exploding different directions. I, I, I mean, I watched another play where. I saw him uh, pursuing a, a run in pads, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure there was video of this one too. Um, uh, the, the running back cut back, uh, and he shoved the blocker off of him, and then cut back inside and made a tackle for loss. Uh, I mean, everyone wants to talk about what's going on with Leighton Vander Esch, or you know, why aren't we hearing more about him? It's because Jalen Smith is is on, has got that spot locked down, and I don't. I I mean, I, I would be very surprised if Leighton took his his job at this point. I mean, I, I, they're going to need to be see some jumps or something. But I mean, Jalen just looks really good. You know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's a hundred percent Notre Dame Jalen Smith. I don't know if he's you know. I don't know. All I know is that is he better than last year? Oh my God, yes. Is he uh, is he a- an athletic middle linebacker? Yes, I you know. Uh, what, what, do, at what point do we stop comparing the the you know the uh, that Jalen Smith to this other Jalen Smith and just start trying to figure out what he is? And I think what he is right now already is a, an athletic middle linebacker who can also provide some help in the pass rush game if you need him. He's just uh, so violent. He's, I mean, he's so violent when he, with, with, in contact. I think that's why pass rush. I, I just any any running back, even Zeke, like trying to step up in, in front of him and take him on with a head of steam. It just both people are going to get hurt. <laughs> like yeah, he's just he's a train man when he's moving. There was one of these plays that uh, David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com tweeted out where Jalen in team drills took on a guard. Shedham got to Zeke right in the hole, and it's like, yes, that is the player that we were uh, wanting to see last year. And, you know, I think we're going to get him this year. So, 
really and the then best. also also ahead. follow follow him all the way out to the flat like i mean yeah, cha- okay. you know cha- like chase him out and get misdirected and then still have the athleticism to change direction chase him out in the flat and then if you know one time he caught the ball for a short game another time he was able to get to him before the ball uh, you know it's just he wasn't doing that stuff last year you know especially right. not against the likes of Zeke and this is really the best possible scenario for the Cowboys is you know, Jalen taking a hold of this middle linebacker job, you know, letting Leighton Van Der Esch kind of develop and not having to force him into snaps right away. Uh, I think it was Will McClay and Stephen Jones that were talking about the importance of having good linebacker depth in the NFL. Uh, last year, there was only two teams that had their two starting linebackers on the field for all 16 games. We know teams go through linebackers all the time. If the Cowboys can have three guys that they really feel good about, I think that can improve their defense exponentially this year. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the defensive line. Uh, seems like not a ton of news. I know Demarcus Lawrence has been doing his thing. Uh, I, there's a couple people out there that are reporting that Coney Ely is having a good camp. Uh, have you seen that from Ely so far? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a couple of, of good things from Ely. Um, you know, definitely, he kind of ha- he's like a less explosive Greg Hardy is what he looks like, you know, where he's like, he's kind of, uh, he's big, you know, you know how Greg Hardy, when he showed up, like, I mean, I don't want to talk about the off field stuff, but as a, as a, what he physically looked like, I mean, we, we got here and we're like, man, doesn't he look really big for, for an outside defensive end? And we weren't sure if that was because he was out of shape or whatever. Uh, but then when you watch him, you know, get off the ball, you go, Oh no, wait, that's the dude. Um, but he doesn't have that kind of explosion, you know, that makes him like, I mean, if he did, then he would be a, you know, 13, 14 plus sack type of guy, you know, but uh, I, I think he's, you know, he's, he's got a big body. Uh, he's got some savvy to him for sure. Um, I saw Connor Williams, uh, you know, I think we've, we've talked, you heard Connor Williams has had a pretty good camp uh, so far, but they kicked Coney Ely inside and he whooped Connor Williams butt fast with a, with a quick inside swim move. So he's really savvy. It feels like, um, uh, and that's I actually think Ely might be a candidate to get some of those defensive tackle spots. Absolutely. You know, oh, absolutely. Early in, the, early in the season when you know Mike Collins is still coming back, David Irving is serving his suspension. Uh, Ailey has experience doing that. You don't need to have him there thirty snaps a game, but could he give you ten to twelve? You know, really good pass rushing snaps inside. I think so, at least. Well, and then, then the only other, the only person I've seen Zach Martin get beat or be, get beat Zach Martin so far this whole camp is when they gave Tyron Crawford one snap inside mm. and he and he he beat Zach pretty good. So uh, they they clearly that's clearly still in the back of their head somewhere. So um you know, I think I mean if uh, Coney is he's had some ups, he's had some downs, but I think, you know, look, we're talking about our fourth defensive end, right? At best maybe? At best maybe. So, yeah, I would say for that uh, yeah, he, uh, uh, you know, generally I would say just like as a general note, the pass rush depth is, is good. Like, you know, the guys that are it's down incredible. roster are, are good. Like the, um, uh, 74 with the kick. Doris Armstrong. Yeah. Armstrong. I, I saw a couple good snaps from him, uh, against, uh, uh, Fleming who, again, another guy who has just looked really good so far. I mean, it's just, it's not. 
pretty, <laughs> but he does he no, does the job, is. you know. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, I think you know the, there's been some good competition going on in the those pass rush drills, uh, and obviously the offensive line has won the majority of them. That's kind of to be expected considering the crew. Uh, but there's been good competition. I mean, look, I mean, you know, Taco isn't beating Lael regularly, obviously. But Lael's at a different stage of, of development than Taco is, you know? And and Taco is infinitely better than he was last year. Right. I mean, like, just and you can tell that just from the bags, you know? Like, I mean, because he has – he's got that lean. You know, we talk about it. Like, that, that he plays forward, you know? Like, with his body leaned forward, a little bit lower to the ground now. And, I mean, just physically, just physically, he looks completely different. I mean, just he's ripped, and his lower body is shredded now. Uh, his up, he's got uh, muscles on his shoulders and his neck area now. Um, I don't know that that dude goes toe to toe with Lyle Collins last year, uh, uh, and you know, physically tries to, you know, before. But he's he looks more like a much more like a dude this year for sure. Uh, and what that turns translates to, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't had a ton of success, but he looks more explosive than he was last year. He looks bigger and stronger than he was last year. Uh, and his technique, his form looks better than it does last year. So I, you know, all those are things are positive, but th- that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to directly translate to production. Apologies if you keep hearing Apple computers going off in the background, guys. <laughs> I am unfortunately recording this. Similar. So apologies. Ahead of time. Uh, it, and one more name I just want to bring up really quickly. Uh, Charles Tapper, Th- those poor God second, dang. third string tackles, I they mean, have no chance. He's destroying them. Like, I mean, <laughs> like the first can the first practice, the, the star of the day of just by the sheer number of plays was Charles Tapper. I mean, like he, he I, I saw him three different times go make me go, Oh, like that. I, I mean, and, and so, yeah, they started giving him a, a, some more reps against the ones and the twos, and things started evening out a lot better. Uh, so we, I mean, you're kind of getting the idea of where he is in the hierarchy. But I mean, look, I mean, we haven't even seen Randy Gregory yet. Like we got Demarcus Lawrence, who wasn't even practicing out there yet, and and we've already talked about three or four different pass rushers who I think are going to have some success, uh, or at least have shown out in a way that you know, guys that far in on the depth chart usually have it. Yeah. One of those guys is going to have to get moved. Uh, you know, I think they're too talented on the defensive line to keep, you know, to, to not get something out of these guys, you know, whether that's Charles Tapper, you know, whether it's Coney Ely or whatever, I, I think by the time we get to the end of training camp and into the preseason, somebody's going to have a hole on their, you know, defensive line and they're going to come calling for one of these you know, one of these guys. I I kind of have a feeling it might be Tapper uh just kind of looking at it, you know, with who's under contract and uh you know, Tapper still is young and has that athletic ability, but just Tapper prob- for 3 tech. I mean, I, I'm playing for it. at 3 tech. I mean, listen. Anytime it's a passing down. I'm trying to get Coney Ealy and Tapper on the field because those guys can really get after the quarterback. Um, we have just a couple of minutes left. We're not going to take too much time on offense, but I just want to talk about the receivers a little bit. Um, this morning on Twitter, I kind of was talking about how I don't think the Cowboys receivers might be that bad if it's Hearns, Gallup, and Cole Beasley because each of those guys, they're fearless. They don't mind going in the middle of the field. They each can get open. 
Um, you know, but the Cowboys have been using a lot of different receivers. I saw Brian brought us today kind of bragging up Deontay Thompson. Yeah. Uh, we've mentioned Lance Lenore, you know, getting spot, you know, reps with the ones. Uh, Cedric Wilson obviously is going to be out for a couple of weeks with his torn labrum, if not the whole season. Uh, so just kind of talk to us about what you've seen with this wide receiver core throughout practice, who is impressing you, uh, and then just any other notes that you had when watching these guys. If someone, when I was doing all those periscopes, someone kept on asking me over and over again, and I didn't feel like I could answer because it's just difficult. Um, but someone kept asking me, who – who is the most? What's the most surprising thing about this camp so far for me? And you know, I, I kept on saying, "Well, you know, I, I feel like it's it's difficult uh, because I there there was so much that I went into this camp with with no expectations, you know, like with with no uh, um, thought of like how it's supposed to look, you know. There's there's just a lot that's like that's new and. and uh, we don't really know exactly what it's supposed to be, but I have to say, like after thinking about it, the thing that surprised me the most, uh, and the thing that I would add to the addendum to your tweet is the wide receiver three, four, five, and six is much better than we thought it was, or at least much better than I thought it was, okay. uh, be- okay. because I, I think. I think all those guys can play, man. They, they all look good. Like that's that's the thing is that, and I think David Helman really put it out, put it best is that the weird thing about this camp is that the, no one came out flat, really. You know, like the, these guys all came out ready to play. I've seen all these guys catching passes, uh, making plays. Um, Deontay Thompson, Thompson uh, is is a dude. He's a player, and I I, I and I know some other people have said. They're not ready to make him a lock on the team. I kind of think I, I am, like because I think he adds an element to the team that that you don't necessarily have at, at other spots. Uh, but beyond that, I, I think he does a lot of other things really well too. Um, so, and I think you know what Lance Lenore, uh, you know, body control, timing. He gets where he needs to be uh, when he needs to be there. Like they kept on doing this drill. Uh, where they were throwing, uh, you know, hitch routes, and, or I mean, they basically stop routes where you basically were supposed to stop and uh, sit in a zone real quick, catch a pass in, uh, between two guys holding pads, and then they hit you. He 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 would he would get the ball and be through those two pads so quickly uh, that it, I mean, he's just he's just very smooth and deliberate in his actions, you know. Right. And it makes him play faster than his uh, normal speed. Uh, and then, you know, you see, I see Hearns out here making plays, catching the ball away from his body, uh, ex- you know, getting separation. I mean, all that's the thing is all these guys are getting separation. Like, uh, I mean, all these guys are, are, are able to get open. And, and, and I think that, you know, when you combine all of that plus the more wide open way that they're deploying these, these receivers, I, I just think that, not only is the allowed f- uh, formational versatility going to help each of these players get open by themselves, I, I think that their skill sets are such that they're able to get open, you know, even without help, uh, maybe better than last year's team. Right. I think we're going to find out how these guys are used, you know, pretty quickly into the preseason and maybe which guys are going to step up into be more predominant roles. I'm really excited to see Michael Gallup. I know that he's got a lot to learn. Uh, I, I know that rookie receivers typically take a while before they really have an impact. 
but just watching him go through some of these drills, you can see that he's a pretty smooth player uh, that I think you know by next year should at the very least become uh, a solid starter. So, hey guys, the Hall of Fame game between the Bears and the Ravens takes place this Thursday, and that means the start of the NFL regular season is just around the corner. This season, don't sit around watching the Cowboys from home when you can be at AT&T Stadium in the crowd cheering in person thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Cowboys listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON. That's one word. That's locked on. New customers only, and the offer is good through the end of August. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Cowboys kick off the home schedule this year on August 18th against the Bengals. And you can be there for all the excitement. Go to VividSeats.com or download the app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON for 10% off your first order. The offseason is over. The NFL is back. And Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game. That's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. Landon, you're going out to training camp on Tuesday, right? Yeah, I'll be out there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, so make sure you guys are following his periscopes. I will make sure I tweet them or retweet them from my account and the Locked On Cowboys account. Uh, remember to follow us at Locked On Cowboys. Um, I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.